This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. Get ready to laugh. The podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laughs share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. That beautiful little peacock voice over there that you hear is my partner in crime on the Laughing with Gingers podcast, Christina Curry. Oh my God. And that is Sarah Alvin. You are very fall looking right now. Very fall color coordinating. Um, my co-host on Laughing with Gingers. It's funny you say that because I, people keep asking me what the weather is here and saying like, it must be so cold in the DC area. And I'm like, actually, it's been like 50 degrees during the day, but it's been like snowing when we get up in the morning. And oh, really? we live on West Coast time. So it's not like we get up at Christina time. Actually, yeah. you and I start working at the same time. Yeah, we kind of do. We kind of do, which is funny because we're on opposite sides of the US. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that crazy? Every time now that I see snow, it makes me think of how if you were a boy, the first thing you would do is pee and write your name in the snow. Yeah, I would totally write my name in the snow. I'd have to drink a bunch of water because my name has eight letters. <laughs> That's a lot of letters and a lot of pee. <laughs> that is a lot of letters, a lot of pee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, today's topic is timely. Have you all noticed we've been doing some timely episodes lately? So we've been focusing on like, (laughs) I know it's like we actually plan. Um, (laughs) So um, we did Black Friday, which dropped on Black Friday. We did Thanksgiving um, traditions and things, and that dropped the day after or the week before Thanksgiving. And now we are rolling into holiday party season. And what is more embarrassing than making mistakes at holiday parties <laughs> for your work? Yeah. Oh, yeah, work. Par- oh, God, I have a, I have a few. I didn't know that was the direction you were going, Sarah, because I brought old holiday traditions. <laughs> yeah, I brought embarrassing things that happened at holiday parties. And I was telling Philippe about this last night in bed because his holiday party is coming up. Um this episode will drop like the day before his holiday party. And he was like, are you going to be sharing personal stories? And I was like, oh, does he have a few uh, personal embarrassing stories that he doesn't want you to share? Oh, you have, oh, she's pointing at herself, guys. Sarah has personal embarrassing stories that Philippe doesn't want her to share. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that happened at his holiday parties because I never had holiday parties. You know, like, what am I going to like have drinks by myself? And it, what am I going to embarrass myself in front of Cluzo, my French bulldog? Wait, teachers don't have holiday parties with each other? So teachers do, but my school was 45 minutes away from where I lived. So I was never like, there's no way I was going to be like driving. Um, like 45 mm. minutes after having any drinks. Like mm-hmm. I I was raised where like you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> so even sense. if I've had like two drinks, I don't drive. So I wouldn't have been able to embarrass myself regardless. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Well, that's not true. I've I've embarrassed myself plenty of times while while sober. Yeah. Plenty. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I have too. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I want to hear. I do have. I have one that I feel like I might have shared on the podcast already, but it's worth repeating because it is pretty funny. Okay. You go first. You start, you start first. We'll dive into it. I'll save my story in a bit. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, (laughs) these are not my stories. These are stories that I researched on the internet, mostly Reddit. Um, (laughs) disclosure, (laughs) although I'm not citing my sources. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not citing my sources this time since it is embarrassing stuff. And that just felt wrong. Yeah. I mean, they did put it out there on a public forum. Yeah, but it just felt – it didn't feel as good as like when I was sharing knowledge people like, Mm. you know, put on the internet. It's Mm -hmm. different when I'm repeating their embarrassing stories. So – Yeah. Okay. Last week, I had a family's welcome holiday brunch for a new job. A former employee of my company was in town the night before and took me and a couple of others out for drinks. I was so hungover for the brunch that I had to make the decision whether to puke in my boss's bathroom, their neighbor's yard, or my coworker's car. Oh my god. I mean, choice A, but still. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Definitely choice A. Mm-hmm. That's a no-brainer, <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but... But it's the better. And all- <laughs> yeah, it's the better situation. And also, trying not to shit my pants. <laughs> oh, no. Hungover shits are not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. Um. Then the owner of the company came in to introduce us to his three-week-old baby, and I had to leave in the middle of our conversation to avoid puking on his newborn and go lie down under a dog blanket. Oh, my God. And there was a picture someone took of this person (gasps) under the dog. Oh, that's – that is – It's like a dog bed. Oh, God. That is pretty embarrassing. That is pretty embarrassing. Not going to lie. Yeah, that's even embarrassing for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My embarrassment level is pretty high. Also, by the way, I have not read these since I did my homework on Monday and we are recording on Wednesday. So um, <laughs> they'll be a little new for you. So they're new for me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to the holiday office party the first year on the job and while in line for the <laughs> – oh, God. While in line for the food, farted so loud in front of one of the office managers. Oh, no. I just dropped my plate and left. Ah. (laughs) He's never said anything to me. Oh, my God. That is embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that comes with like an extra level of stink. <laughs> <laughs> like all the bad shit you put in your body the night oh, before. God. It's just all, directly yeah. coming out. All that food that you ate that you don't remember you ate. <laughs> Mixed with all the alcohol. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Once my boss challenged me to a shot contest at the start of the night. I blacked out shortly thereafter, but when I came into work the next day, I received the new nickname. Oh, no. Steak pants. Stink pants? Steak, like prime rib. Oh, my God. Steak pants? What the hell? What does that even mean? I don't know. I never asked what I did to get the nickname, and I honestly don't really want to know. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. It's not good. It's not good. It's not not good. I feel like it would be that you put steak down your pants. I just can't think of anything else that would earn you that nickname. I – yeah, like, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Do you do you want to <laughs> Well I don't have anything do about steaks. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go down a hole of history like old like Christmassy time history, like traditions, like holiday traditions that we don't do anymore. And oh my gosh, Christina, what? sorry to interrupt you. Did you see I sent you the thing where the Christmas Island crabs that you loved? What? Yeah, what? You sent me a thing where? Um, I can't remember, but um they sorry, they stopped traffic on like the whole island. <gasps> <gasps> Migration this year. So they, oh my <laughs> they shut down like bridges and stuff. Yeah. A little tiny red crab with a Santa hat on. (laughs) I forgot to mention that to you before. I don't remember where I sent it. It was probably on Instagram. I want to go to Christmas Island so bad. Although I know when I go, I'll be disappointed because I have these wild dreams of what it is. All I picture are like a bajillion red crabs with Santa hats on going, ho, 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 ho. And they're like crossing bridges and streets. Like all the cars are stopped going, how cute. <laughs> like detour signs up or just straight road closed signs. Oh, my God. I need a bumper sticker that says we'll break for Christmas crabs. <laughs> You heard it here, listeners. Make her a bumper sticker. She'll rock oh, it. Oh, my God. I will like 100%. I don't have any bumper stickers on my car, but I will put that one on. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It, you just jogged my memory when you were saying that. <laughs> that was like the perfect interruption ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm already, like, tearing up from laughing. Okay. So, so okay. An old holiday tradition that used to happen way back in the day um, is telling ghost stories. So, it turns out there's an actual reason why a Christmas carol is packed with ghosts. And I feel like there's other Christmassy sort of things that have ghosts in them. Um, Because Christmas wasn't always about cheer and feasting. It was actually about spooky tales and hauntings were also sort of a central part of the holiday. So telling ghost stories during the winter was a huge, huge tradition. Uh, The custom stretches back centuries when families would while away the winter nights with tales of like spooky 
ghosts and spirits and monsters. Uh, over time, these spirits were regulated to Halloween and their role in Christmas continued to diminish until they rarely made an appearance during the holiday season. Outside of like, you know, Charles Dickinson's tale, also uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie is definitely like such a brilliant idea of like, let's stretch from Halloween to Christmas <laughs> with our like, you know, a movie. So, um, yeah. So instead of just roasting chestnuts over the open fire, they actually would just sit there, sit around and tell scary stories. Um, and it's refreshing alternative to the oft forced Yuletide joy and commercialization. And, uh, yeah, this author's like resurrecting the dead tradition of ghost stories as another way to celebrate Christmas. Sounds nice. (laughs) I think that sounds like it's so much fun. I know. It does. It kind of does. Like, can you imagine sitting around on Christmas Eve and, like, telling, like, crazy ghost stories? Like, that would be fun. I think so, too. I I feel like we need to resurrect that tradition. Yeah. I kind of – maybe we need to watch, like, a scary movie on Christmas Eve or something. (laughs) I also love the idea of sitting around telling stories. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's fun. I love doing that. Me um, too. Okay, so I have another one that is actually talking about food. I'm a huge food person and I love like reading about – I'm like one of those weirdos that if I don't know an ingredient, I will Google it and read all about the ingredient or the spice or the like vegetable. I used to do like those vegetable fruits in a box where it was like random. Like they would just send you in season stuff. And it was so much fun because I'd get the most random things and be like, how do I cook this? What do I do with this? It was so fun. It was like your own version of Chopped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's open up this mystery box and figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I love Chopped. I forgot how much I love Chopped. I haven't seen that in years. I should. Oh, my gosh. Philippe DVRs it. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. It's one of his like very favorite shows. Like if he's not watching sports, that's his go-to. It's his Bob's yeah. Burgers. Ugh. See, okay, that would be my <laughs> Bob's Burgers too. Like I love all those cooking shows. I, right now, I'm rewatching all the British baking, great bit, great British baking show show. <laughs> that was hard. That was really hard to say. <laughs> Um, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. I love how like they're – I don't even understand half the things that these people are saying with their accents and weird cultural like, like you know, catchphrases and jargon, but I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is about sugar plums and the fact that they aren't actually a fruit at all. So we all know, you know, the iconic 1823 poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, where the line is, the children were all nestled, all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. But in my brain, it's like this sort of sugar-coated fruit, like bouncing around, you know? (laughs) That's not actually what it was. (laughs) So originally, these were caraway seeds or cardamom pods, which cardamom pods, you know, they're those little green things that you find in like chi, uh, chai uh, tea. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So these would be like spices that were then coated in sugar. Um, but you know, obviously now modern day, and I, I think they're crediting Alton Brown for like making this up, but he started to take dried fruit or nuts and coat them in sugar and was starting to call them sugar plums. Um, but the word plum isn't actually the plum of a fruit. It comes from its non-fruit related usage, meaning desirable, such as the term plum job, like in a desirable job. Isn't that, I did not know plum had that sort of alternate meaning. I wonder what the culture is that that ori- that originated from and if we use that in American culture but also Christina you are such a plum. Ah! <laughs> Thank you Sarah you are too. <laughs> ah, I did not expect that. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. Oh my god. Okay, I can't wait to tell you this next one but I want to hear some other funny office uh, snafus, party snafus <laughs> <laughs> that are new again to me. Yeah. <laughs> About 20 years ago, I spilled my beer in, on someone's keyboard. Then, as an encore when leaving, I knocked over the Stanford tree. Not an actual tree, mind you, but the Stanford University mascot, who I think was there because they were doing, we were doing some Adidas work. Oh. <laughs> Fun time. That tree is a creepy looking tree, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so, not to bring up Philippe a million times on this episode, because I think this is number three, but he's a big Stanford fan because he grew up near Stanford. Mm. And um, and his mom played, she actually played basketball there. She's five foot two. Whoa. And it was when you could only dribble the ball two times before passing in women's basketball. Weird. Was that a men rule too or just women? I think just women. Um, what? Why? I don't know. They probably oh were like, God. well, nobody wants to watch this, so let's speed it up or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> let's pack some more action into it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, but a five foot two basketball player for Doesn't Stanford seems crazy. <laughs> anyway, so we go to a lot of Stanford games. Like if they're in North Carolina or anything, like we'll go down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There was one tree that continually got like really drunk before games, and he ended up getting kicked out of being the tree. <laughs> we saw him like twice, and he was so inappropriate. He was like humping things. Oh my god! Oh my god! And he already kind of looks goofy. <laughs> it was funny. It was really funny. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I was interning at one of the big four accounting firms in Chicago. I didn't really have the nicest holiday-themed clothes. Oh, God, I remember this one now. Oh, no. (laughs) But I had a tie that I thought would be funny to wear because it had all of these spooky ghosts on it. (laughs) At least in my brain, they were spooky ghosts. Oh, no. Oh, God. What were they? To work and showed everyone the tie. They made me realize the spooky ghosts were actually condoms. <gasps> oh my god! <gasps> yeah, you have to send it to me. I'll post it. 
I got really defensive and embarrassed because it was my dad's tie. So maybe my childhood brain thought all my favorite ghosts because he wore it all the time. Oh my God. Does his dad realize? I feel like probably that's like such an 80s dad thing to do. It is kind of an 80s dad thing to do. I mean, not my dad, but like a, a nor like, yeah. Well, your mm-hmm. dad didn't wear a tie because he preferred to be nude. <laughs> you know how they dress up at nudist colonies? They just wear a tie. <laughs> <laughs> you may need to get your dad that tie. I can't wait to show you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I'm getting phlegmy this time. Um, okay. <laughs> I work at a large uh, law firm or a fairly large law firm. And at our last holiday party, my co-worker's boyfriend got a little too drunk. He told everyone. Oh no! Everyone, literally everyone, including all of the partners, about her explosive diarrhea and graphic detail. Oh no! Submarine and compared her bathroom to, to the to the toilet trenches in war torn Afghanistan. Oh my god, that is terrible. Ah, I'd be so mad. I wouldn't have said anything to him and just fucking laugh. You're out of here. It's done. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Okay, you want to share a fact with me and then we can take a break. Yeah. Okay. This... This I I wish this like thing this like holiday tradition didn't go away because I feel like this is so you. This is like a new nickname coming on it's so you. And it's <laughs> misrule it it's called assigning a lord of misrule. <laughs> Here we go. A big part of early Christmas celebrations was what historic historians call Social inversion, in which the usual social hierarchy was flipped. Hang with me. The poor could demand figgy pudding from the rich, and the workers got to playfully put their bosses in their places. Here's the good part. A piece of this tradition, which was practiced in Europe, included assigning a lord of misrule, which was a popular, which was popular medieval courts, as a jester or a clown would become mayor of the city for the Christmas season, suggesting all sorts of funny things that everyone had to do. This is oh so my god, Sarah, so Sarah. This is made for me. <laughs> so I know I'm like. I can't, I, like, all I could think about was you during this whole thing. Okay, so traditions varied from one country to another, obviously. But the one consistent thing was that those who were usually in charge had to defer to an unusual master. And typically it led to some wild holiday fun. So whoever was normally in charge had to relinquish their responsibility and hand it over to the Lord of Misrule. 
Oh my God. There is nothing I would like more than this. I know. So depending on the village's ruling structure, this was also uh, the the role of Lord of Misrule was also called the Abbot of Unreason. <laughs> Another really good name. <laughs> Christina just got so excited her headphone popped up. I know off. my head my my head nearby went boop out of my ear. I just love it so much. Okay, so eventually this celebration was banned in 1541 by Henry the, I don't even know number, and also banned by Elizabeth I after a brief resurrection by her predecessor because it was so, like, you know, they they did not like relinquishing the the rule and it got a little out of hand, more than a little out of hand, that they had to ban it, <laughs> which is so sad. We need to bring back Lord of Misrule. I so agree. What was the other one? Uh, Abbot the, of the Unreason? Abbot of Unreason. <laughs> right. It's so great. Oh, God. I was dying when I was reading this. Oh my God, that is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Anyways, um, so there's that. Oh my gosh. And on that note, as the abbot of unreason, I'm going to take us out to break on laughing with Jishers. We'll be right back. And we are back on Laughing with Gingers. I, of course, am the Lord of Unrule, Sarah Alipin, and I am joined by my beautiful gingery friend, Christina Curry. If you were to rule for the day for uh, being the Lord of Unrule or, or whatever, what would you? What would be the first order? The Lord of Misrule. What would be your first misrule? Oh my gosh, my first one. I'd this I feel like I feel like I'm being put on the spot here. You can think it about would have it. To, okay. Okay. Why don't I you think, about, think it. about it? Yeah. If you think about okay. it. I'm gonna tell my Christmas snafu party story. I feel like I'm sorry, listeners, if I've already told this story, but it's still a little like embarrassing and burned in my brain. But um <laughs> So I worked for Wolfgang Puck Catering in Dallas. I was the regional ma- uh, marketing director. And we were gathering all our venues. I oversaw, I think, uh, eight venues. Um, and we were gathering all the employees from all the ve- uh, venues into one space. And one of the spaces was an old, like, 1900. It was it was built in 1901. And it was a train station. And you know those really big grand train stations, like the hub of a city. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so their ceilings are super high and they've got like big blank kind of walls in a way. And so I thought, oh, how fun to like blast a movie up uh, onto the wall and have a Christmas movie playing while we're having our Christmas party in this like big grand space. And this is Wolfgang Puck. So it's a little like, you know, high, higher end. We've got like amazing food, amazing cocktails. And, um, and it's for like all the, the managers, the head chefs and the, the, the cooks and the sales team, everyone. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to play the movie. Um, God, oh shit. What's that move holiday movie 
where they go from one story to another story. Shit. I guess I should have A prepared. Christmas story? No, it's the one, like a, ho- a holiday story. God dang it. Now this story is not going good. It's the one <laughs> where it's all these different stories, and at the end you see that they're all related and they come together at the end. Oh. I don't think I've seen this movie. I feel like people I, are yelling at me right now. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so it's this story where you you are glimpsing into the lives of all these different people and you're seeing them move through life and like the struggles and, you know, there's divorce, there's like not getting along with their kids, like all this stuff. And then at the very end, they all like come together on the holidays and you realize they're like all related or something like that. Anyway, is this it's like the family stone. No, yeah, I'm totally butchering this story. I'm grasping at, at holiday movies I know, that I've I never seen. I kind of want to like Google it. I where is it? <laughs> She's not here. Would to you like me to pause? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm sure everyone's screaming at me though. It has like um. Okay. Anyway, I'm not. I'm. Anyway, we're moving on. It's like a feel-good Christmas story, right? It's on – I feel like it's on TV constantly, this and that. So I'm like, I'm going to play that one um, because I couldn't get my hands on the elf for some reason that year. I don't know what was happening. Elf? Yeah. Like the Will Ferrell movie? Yeah, I wanted to play that one because that one's just like great, but I couldn't get my hands on it. So I did this other one. And I forgot that there was a sex scene. With boobies bouncing around in it. Oh, no. And I'm, like, talking to my boss, and he's facing my face, and my back is facing the screen that's up on this, like, giant wall. And his face, he starts smiling, and then he looks at me, and then he looks up at the movie, and I was like, what? Is that a good part? And I turn around, and it's, like, this sex scene with these (laughs) giant boobs. And I was mortified. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I, like, ran to the projector where the computer was, like, streaming from it and, like, hit pause and shut it down. And you hit pause? Yeah. Like, so the boobs stayed there longer? No, I mean, I, 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 like, shut it down, like, in a panic. You know, I was like, pause, shut down, X out of here, close the computer. Oh, my God. And I was, like, mortified. I mean, so embarrassed. And my boss... Luckily, like my boss, he's like the manager of everyone, all of the things, right? He luckily was not mad at me. He thought it was fucking hilarious. I was like totally embarrassed. And uh, I don't think I played any more movies after that. Because I was just like, I don't know what to play now. Oh, my God. I thought that was going to be okay. And it wasn't okay. You didn't watch it first? I did watch it. I had watched it. I just complete. And I feel like the last time I had seen it, I'd seen the like, you know, like the made for TV version, which didn't have the sex scene in it. And I must have downloaded like the one that, I mean, I obviously downloaded the not made for TV version that had such a nudity. And I think I just forgot because I had seen the movie a bunch of times and I don't remember that part. So it must have been like the made for TV version that I had seen. Oh my god, that's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. That's so, hysterical. Yeah, it was it was not not great. Not great. Luckily I didn't get fired. Well, 
The great thing about holiday parties is that it seems like they are the place to embarrass yourself the most throughout the year. And people are more forgiving. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet people liked a little bit of sauciness at their holiday party. (laughs) I'm sure. I think most people didn't notice because everyone's just talking and hanging out. But my boss just like zeroed in on it. Oh my gosh. All right, tell some more embarrassing stories so I can feel better about myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, I worked as a maintenance facilities man for a large school and foster home for troubled children. I showed up at the work holiday party at, that was hosted by the program's nurse. Social anxiety troubled me a lot back then. So before I even knocked on the door, I drank eight nips of vodka. <laughs> <gasps> Within 20 minutes of being there, I fell down a full flight of stairs and crashed through a screen door. This happened in front of about 20 coworkers, including the program's administration and my immediate supervisors. Oh, After no. apologizing and slurring profusely, I told everyone that my ride was out front to pick me up. And then I hid in the bushes down the street until my significant other could pick me up two hours later. Oh my god, that is terrible. <gasps> That's oh horrifying. Oh. oh no. Yeah, that you don't want to walk into the office the next day from. Oh my god. Thank goodness Philippe's are usually on Saturdays, but also I don't have to go back to his office. But I'm glad he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he ever does anything embarrassing, mind you. He's it is perfect. literally always me. Because <laughs> he is perfect, Sarah. The sooner you realize that. <laughs> he is pretty rad. He is pretty rad. Um, okay. You want to give me a tradition? or Yeah. Um, it's called putting your fruitcake under your pillow. <laughs> oh, my God. That, um. that sounds... That sounds a little uh, feisty. Yeah, yeah. It does kind of sound feisty. <laughs> I'll oh, put my okay. fruitcake under your pillow. Yeah, did you see that fruitcake under your pillow? Okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> so placing fruitcake under your pillow used to be a tradition. So if you ate a piece of fruitcake, especially if it was from a wedding and you put the remainder under your pillow at night, legend said you dream of the person that you will marry. (laughs) So weird. Um, There's also weird like Christmas uh, uh, love tradition as well. And it was, it would be, I guess it happened in the 17th century where you would throw food at the wall to see what stuck. And if it spelled out your like lover's name, who you were to be married to, uh, they'd also toss shoes into a tree. And if they hung there, the thrower would be married within the year. Definitely a different tradition of what happens nowadays when you throw shoes at a tree or, uh, you know. Or electrical wire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very different. Very different. Um, okay, I'm going to give you one more. And then I want to end on this other, this very last one after you give me some stories. Is that cool? Okay. 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 So this is about the tradition of caroling, which we, I mean, it still happens, right? People go and carol. But caroling back in the day used to look a lot more like trick-or-treating. So in like 19th century Europe, 
it caroling was an occasion for poor people to actually request gifts from the wealthy landowners. So they'd go from house to house and say, okay, we're going to sing you a song and you can either invite us in for food and drink, but if you don't, you know what's going to happen to your yard. And then they would like fuck shit up. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's awesome and hysterical and Mm -hmm. I feel like isn't part of caroling I mean at least in my experience caroling was always that there were adult beverages provided for the adults yeah yeah I don't I don't know but I like this version (laughs) because they're basically like extorting the rich (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fork your lawn if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Your lawn gets toilet paper and if you don't invite us in for drinks and food. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hysterical. I, I know. love that. I would bring that back as the Lord of Disrule. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me preface this by saying that my team and I love hot sauces. The hotter and more exotic, the better. We collect them and share them around when we find a good one. My team and I were out at a fancy Italian restaurant um, a few Christmases ago, and one of the guys had gone to a specialty spice store downtown and bought a whole ghost – whole ghost – not a whole, some whole ghost chili peppers. Have Mm, you ever had one? Hell no. I'm not crazy. Uh, Did you have the spicy sauce at my house? Oh, did I? Maybe. Did I eat a ghost pepper? It's – yeah, it's made with ghost peppers. Okay, maybe I have eaten them. I just – if they're diluted, I probably maybe have eaten them. But I'm not going to be like, let me just buy this giant ghost pepper and eat it right here and right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm so with you. (laughs) I can't remember. If you had um, like an egg sandwich at my house, you had the ghost pepper sauce. No, I never ate an egg sandwich. Okay. I can't remember what Philippe made. Okay. But anyway, I'll ask him. He might remember. Um, So he saved one and produced it that night at dinner, daring everyone to eat it. Being more of the machismo side, being more on the machismo side of things, one of the other guys accepted the challenge and chomped down on it whole, which is like, if you know anything about spice, Mm. you would just never do this. You would never. Mm-mm, mm-mm, dumb, no dumb, dumb. what was at stake, mm-mm. actually, that would be my first rule as Lord of Disrule. It would be that if you did something really mean, you would have to eat a ghost. That's a really good rule. I accept it. <laughs> um, okay, it would also be very mean of me. Um, after turning redder than Rudolph's nose and having mild hallucinations, he ended up vomiting all over the floor of one of the server, the side server rooms of the restaurant. Needless to say, many laughs were had on his behalf um, of his overstimulated pain to- or his overestimated pain tolerance, and his Christmas dinner was thoroughly ruined because he didn't think things tasted right for several days afterward. Oh snap! 
Oh my god, I can't believe it makes you hallucinate. Oof. Yeah, I mean something. Um, and you know, we should look up if if redheads tolerate spice more. I kind of suspect we do. I suspect we do, but me personally, I don't. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not really good with spicy. I can ease into it, but like I I, I don't take it really, really well. Uh, uh, we do a lot of spicy stuff in our house. I'm surprised we didn't smoke you out. Mm, no, you were <laughs> fine. You're, I, maybe I'm more tolerant than what I, I think so in my brain. Maybe, maybe. Because remember, Aaron was having so much trouble with the spice in the house and you weren't. Yeah, that's true. So maybe I have this thought, like this like personal opinion of myself and it's not true. Yeah. Maybe you are Christina the Strong. Yeah. <laughs> Christina the Brave. <laughs> Christina the Ferocious. <laughs> Give me that ghost pepper. <laughs> Just kidding. And that's how she died. (laughs) (laughs) The last we heard of Christina. (laughs) That's how you wipe that loud laugh off the planet. I know. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. All right. Here's my last one. At my office party at my old company, the CEO thought it would be a fun party game to have everyone submit an embarrassing childhood story ahead of time. No one knew why, but we all did it. Then at the party, he had them all printed out on pieces of paper, and he had people read them aloud and guess whose story it was. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> sounds so awful. It sounds really awkward. <laughs> oh, my God. I just hit my face on my mic. Um, it was incredibly awkward and probably the worst par- work party game of all time. Yeah, that's not fun. That's really bad. I mean, also, like, that would be something I would not do. Yeah, there, no, you would There are very do few that. things that I'll – no, that, like, there are very few things I'll die on the mountain and, like, refuse to do because I am a rule follower. Mm-hmm. But if somebody asked me to write an embarrassing childhood story, there's no way. Mm-mm. I mean – I would probably write something that didn't embarrass me, but mm-hmm. might embarrass someone who had a lower tolerance. Like when I, when there was an old aquarium in my garage for a week because we were putting it out for the trash pickup, and um, I caught a bunch of copperheads in the yard and put them all in there and hid them behind the trash can. And my mom had to find like twelve copperheads, which mm. are poisonous Mm-mm. or venomous, and. <laughs> Figure out what to do with that. Yeah, there you go. Figure that That'd one be out. What mom. I would write. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give my uber embarrassing stories to my boss. I'm like, no, that seems like you're using it as ammo against me. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a blackmail situation. Yeah, no, no, my good. But this sir. is even worse than a blackmail situation. Airing everyone's dirty laundry. Not cool. Without their permission. Yeah, not cool. Mm -mm. Oh, boy. Okay. So my last tradition, I feel like you're not going to want to bring back as the Lord of Misrule. And it's called Find the Pickle. Oh, my God. Okay. I have a pickle tradition. Go ahead. I wonder if it's Find the Pickle. Okay. So bright green pickle – 
is it seems like an odd Christmas tree ornament choice, but it's the re- it's a really big we do deal. This. It we, is a big you, deal. Yeah. We do this every year. Oh my god! So you hang <laughs> the pickle ornament, and it's typically glass. Though you know, if you have pets or toddlers, maybe go for a cloth one, and you hang it somewhere on your tree, and the color and shape kind of blends into the tree branches, right? So on Christmas morning, the first one to find the pickle gets an extra gift or, if you prefer less materialistic reward, a year of good luck. Yes, we do this. So my mom hid the pickle this year. Um, normally, Philippe hides the pickle. Mm-hmm. And when I go to someone's holiday party, I pickle their tree and I hide the pickle on their tree and then tell them afterward and I have like a little card that says what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. I've never heard of this. That's so funny. I'll take a picture because I already found it by accident. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a picture and send it to you when I go downstairs. Yeah. Uh, It's one of my favorite things because it's like, it's such a little like prank thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do it to my parents because I'm going to their house this year. Oh my gosh. Yes, please do. Um yeah. I I would not be un- upset if I was invited to help you hide the pickle. <laughs> Come on over to Bainbridge Island. <laughs> it might have to be on FaceTime or during our laughy hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> Oh, I, I just got it. back from right near Bainbridge Island. I know you are you're pretty close. You're pretty close to them. Um Yeah, I can Well, gone new to visit. holiday tradition in the Curry household. I am excited. Uh I am super excited about that and honestly that would be that might be my first rule as the Lord of Disrule. Implement hide the pickle to everyone across the nation. Yeah, it it could also have to do with puns. Mhm. Kind of a big deal. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> uh well anyway everyone, happy holidays out there. Be safe. Don't yeah. embarrass yourself too much. If you hide the pickle, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Let us know and let us know who finds it. Yes. And as always, thank you, you know, for joining us on Laughing with Gingers. We are so happy to be celebrating the holidays with all of you silly people out there with this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Laughing with Gingers and we'll post, you know, pictures and stories from today that we shared. Yes, we will. And I will send my um, my hidden pickle picture to you, Christina, so you can share it on our Instagram. Oh my and God. you can also send us, yay, <laughs> funny stories, episode ideas, and just like general joy. Um, we definitely want to see – we want to see your pickles. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> not that pickle. <laughs> the tree pickle. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So get access to premium content, including ad-free episodes, swag, special events, access to us, and more starting at just $3 a month. Check us out at patreon.com slash laughingwithgingers. And we have some awesome merch. So if you are looking for um, something fun to send to the funniest and most awesome people that you know, then look no further than laughingwithgingers.com. 
tune in to Laughing with Gingers next week for some more good times. Bye. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.